Welcome to Relationship Redefined. I'm your host, Alyssa Beth, a parent and relationship coach. As a coach, my focus is to guide you towards becoming aware, authentic, and aligned with your true self. Our outer relationships serve as mirrors reflecting our inner world. It is through this understanding that we can embark on a journey of self-discovery and alignment. On this podcast, we explore the profound connection between our inner selves and the relationships we form with others. With a focus on awareness, authenticity, and alignment, we dive into thought-provoking discussions and practical strategies to help you cultivate fulfilling relationships. Welcome to Relationship Redefined. I am Alyssa, your host, and today we have Jill. Uh, She is on a mission to help support and empower moms, helping them reconnect with their intuition and rediscover their identity beyond motherhood. Jill's insights inspire moms to live with purpose and fulfillment. Welcome, Jill. Uh, How are you doing this evening? Thanks so much for having me. I'm doing awesome. (laughs) Wonderful. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about what you do? Yeah, for sure. I am a writer, podcast host, and speaker, and um, I'm a coach as well, but my main focus is helping moms, specifically working moms, get realigned with who they are outside of just that role of mom and really taking control of the trajectory of their lives. Wonderful. That is such an important mission. I I was one of the moms, you know, that I kind of lost my identity when I had my son. And then I've known so many other women who have really struggled with uh, maintaining something outside of motherhood and um, trying to just provide for their kids and be the best that they can be. So I can, it is, it is. And it's um, really important for us to remember that we have something outside (laughs) of motherhood because motherhood isn't going to last forever. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny, you can get so sucked in, as you know, and especially in those early years as you're figuring it all out and it's hard to separate. You forget what what your needs are and what your likes are. And then as your kids grow and you get a little bit more space, you sort of feel lost. And so that's where I swoop in and remind moms how to how to reconnect with the version of themselves that's, you know, that was always there that maybe got buried for a little bit. That is Awesome. And so very important. Um, Can you tell us some of the ways that you do that? Yeah, for sure. My main sort of four pillars that I work with um, my clients on are uh, mindset. Of course, we talk about goal setting. um, Well, I call it goal achievement. We talk about uh, time ownership. And we talk also about uh, mindset, time management, oh, intuition, trusting your intuition. So those are the four big ones. That is awesome. That is so funny because that is something that I uh, learned through taking care of my son and trying to have a life outside of mother, being a mother. And uh, intuition played such a vital role in that. But so did time management, definitely mindset. All of them, you're right. Those are like the four main things that really helped me. So it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, it's the things that I got learning about as I took my deep dive into personal development. And I found that it was just so difficult to implement, you know, all of the tools and tricks and tactics that were out there. And I couldn't find space for that in my mom life. And so I got really good at rejigging things and um, and really just 
here to share the way that I, that the ways that have worked for me to be able to bring those really important pillars into my life and feel um, very balanced and, and centered while I'm going through the chaotic years mm-hmm. um, and just sharing that knowledge with with people who are in the same boat and, and really interested in taking back the reins. Right. I was going to ask you about your how, how you can achieve a work-life balance, you know, because I know that it can be very, very challenging. So what strategies do you suggest to help um, parents balance their roles and pursue their personal passions? It's so unique to each individual person. For me personally, I think of the word balance as more of a verb than a noun. It's not somewhere I'm trying to get. It's it's the act of constantly balancing. And if I can reframe it like that, I remind myself that it's a delicate dance and I'm always going to be balancing, um, never really in balance, then that helps me a lot. Uh, I find that if we learn to prioritize based on our value system, that's kind of the easiest way where you're not going to get lost um, with all of the demands and things that are getting thrown at us. I know it can sometimes feel overwhelming when we've got, you know, 10 different things and 10 different, you know, air quote priorities um, to try to juggle. And the best way that I have found to be able to navigate through what's really important and what's not is to bring it back to the base values that you have within your own self and within your own family. And uh, a really good trick that I like to share with people is if it's not an immediate like, heck yes, I want to do this thing, then don't do it. It's okay to say no to things. It's okay to take on less. And it's really important for us to remember ourselves. Uh, We have ourselves, we have our relationships, we have our children, and then we have our careers plus all of the other relationships and other priorities um, that exist. But if we can make sure that at least a little bit of us is going to each of those important pieces, then you're going to find that combined with learning to say no, you create a bit more space for yourself to be able to say yes to the things that are going to enrich your life and fill you up a little bit. That is so true. Uh, One thing I would like to add is, um, calling back your energy, you know, at like at the end of the night or when things get super, super chaotic, because it's, uh, sometimes it can get really crazy and it's really important because we're splitting ourselves into so many different directions to actually bring it all back in and to help us realign with who we are. Yeah. I love to do, um, like a cord cutting kind of ceremony Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, or even when I'm transitioning between work and home, I don't find it to be that bad when I'm transitioning from, you know, morning routine into my work day. But certainly when my work day is done and I've been, like you said, pulled in a million directions and my brain is scattered. And I really like to just um, consciously think of each uh, area my energy has gone to as like a little spider web. And I can just imagine myself taking a pair of scissors and just cutting each one. Like, thank you for your time today. I'm done with you, boss lady. I'm done with you, coworker. I'm done with you, (laughs) whoever it is my energy. Um, And just imagining, yeah, those those little pieces coming straight back and reintegrating. it's such a powerful way to do it. That is wonderful. Yes. I, I, I do something similar. Sometimes I actually do like the cord cutting for um, specific people, situations or whatever. And then I call all of my energy back to me, um, you know, because I have a tendency to leave things. You know, I I, I make space for things <laughs> outside of this <laughs> this 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 realm. So I'm like, you know, trying to bring mm-hmm. everything back and say, okay, you know, 
you know, come back into me, ground myself, anchor myself into who I am, because uh, that is just, I, if I don't, then I, my whole world becomes chaos. And it's easy to slip into that. It's like almost like a whirlpool, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Once you get in the cycle, yes. it's hard to it's hard to step out of. Definitely, yeah. yes. And it's like, oh wow. And then you know there'll be people like that'll say you need to ground, and I'm like, I I have grounded, but I realized that without me bringing all of my energy back in and um, doing my cord cutting ceremonies, it's just it just is. I just still have that chaos. I because I need to ground in mm-hmm. in me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And taking time to get quiet, Mm -hmm. um, wherever we can find that time for me, I really like the combination, like in the shower is easy for me for a couple of reasons, because a I'm doing it anyways, it's not any extra time I have to spend B, I find that the frequency of the, the water, especially when I do cold water is really powerful. Um, and see, no one is asking for my attention. Like it's, there's nothing happening and there's no noise. And so those three elements together allow me in that, you know, 10 minutes that I'm in the shower to really connect with myself. And that's where I use um, to start my day and to really get centered when I start my day. I love that. I find that important too. Yes. Mm-hmm. For me, I had a really hard time when I was, my son was younger because he's in his teens now. But when he was younger, I had a really hard time finding time to t- even take a shower. So it was the moment he slept, I would start doing that. You know, as soon as he fell asleep, I was doing that. And then, you know, generally I would fall asleep directly thereafter. But I rarely had mm-hmm. time to actually stop and think. And so this, uh, like any time, and I love it because once I started, you know, just going straight into doing that, I, I made it a habit to just ground quickly, <laughs> find my center, and then do that because, you know, sometimes you don't have the time, even if it's just, you know, a quick run to the bathroom or whatever, you know, you, you, there are ways you can do it. So you don't have to like block it out or schedule it in your calendar. You can do it whenever you need to do it. And I love that you said the shower. Cause I, I do that now and I, I take yeah. my shower time very, <laughs> to me, it's precious. And I celebrate it because when my son was younger, he was autistic and I could not, I couldn't even take a shower without, you know, having to worry about him doing something drastic, terrible. So, yeah. um, you know, yeah. uh, I just, um, and now that I, he's older, it's just, and he's, he's so much better. I don't, I don't have to worry about that anymore. So I celebrate everything. <laughs> I love that. And let me just take a minute to acknowledge you because my son is autistic as well. I don't know if we've talked about that or not oh yet, but, um, yeah, so I, I, understand the struggle. I understand where you're coming from and how difficult it can be. Like neurotypical kids on their own can be difficult. Obviously it's all hard. Um, but when you're dealing with a neurodivergence, it's a whole other level. So I always really appreciate connecting with other mamas who have been through that as well. Uh, cause we have a, a special kind of hard, you know? Right. Yes. <laughs> well, it's, it's yeah. definitely different. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it can be very difficult. And I, I, now that I've gotten to the point where he's in his teens, I can look back and uh, just appreciate everything that I've been through and see how I can help other mothers. So, yeah. Um, I would love to know more about your book that you're writing. 
Mm, thank you. It's so fun. It's been kind of a labor of love my whole life. I've always been into personal development and I started uh, just a file on my computer like 20 years ago and I called it like the happiness book. And I just was writing down things like for my own self as I was learning them or as I did um, as I worked through my own anxieties and, and depressive periods, what, what worked for me um, and just kept this kind of running list. And I always knew I was going to do something with it. And I didn't know what until last year, I finally realized like, oh, it's a book. That's what this is. This is a book. And so I've put it into, um, I've sort of organized these, um, I don't know, pieces of wisdom, if you will, into four different chapters, happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. And um, so the book is very much a like a companion type of book, almost like a coffee table book that you might pick up and put down. And um, the intention is to to have someone just flip to a page whenever they're needing some inspiration or they're feeling down or looking for some guidance and um, almost to use as like an oracle kind of and uh, to know that whatever information that you flip to in that moment is the, the message that's meant for you and you can um, just use it as a really precious resource. So I'm excited to get it into the world. That is so awesome. I love that. Yes. Um because sometimes every once in a while we need a quick pick me up or something to say it's okay you know you're doing good or just kind of a, a gentle reminder that we're uh, not <laughs> as horrible or failing as like we feel like we are <laughs> yeah and sometimes we don't have the time to turn on you know an inspirational podcast yeah. or watch a youtube video yeah. or dive into our book or you just need a quick like okay and my my hope too is that it, it serves as a really cool gift for people to be able to give to like new graduates just starting out or to their moms who are like in their 70s and never learn these things that we're learning about because I know my parents didn't have the tools and resources to, you know, deal with their emotions, manage their mindset. And so now that I have those, I just want to, it's a gift that I want to share with everybody. So that's, that's the other intention behind the book is that it's sort of shared and, and that the knowledge gets into the hands of people who otherwise wouldn't maybe have it. That is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Um, When is, do you have a, like a launch date set for that? Oh, here's the thing. I keep getting stuck in the editing oh, <laughs> and it's so tough, right? Because I know done is better than perfect. And, um, I'm already like onto the next project. So, um, my, my commitment is by the end of the year, I'm doing, um, self-publishing. So I'm in full control of that. And I'm working with my coach right now on, <laughs> on that being the priority to get out because I'm the type of person who takes on all the projects at once knowing that multitasking is a bad thing for our brain, but I still do it um, because I'm a perfectionist. And uh, so long story short, yes, this year it's coming. It's coming this year. Excellent. <laughs> okay. We'll try to make sure that we get a link put down in the podcast information. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. That is wonderful. I understand I'm a, a perfectionist too. Um, I've actually self-published uh, uh, one book and then um, – done some writing for like chicken soup for the soul and it has mm. it it is very hard to release <laughs> you know you want to just yeah. keep editing <laughs> so right 
Yeah, but at some point, you just got to get it into the world. Yes, yes. And I also am like a chronic multitasker. That's actually something that I work really hard at not being, you know, just taking time and doing one task at a time, even if it's just um, working on my phone. You know, if I have to email somebody or text somebody or whatever, I try to make sure that I am only doing one thing at a time. Um, I mean, I, I don't always succeed. And when I don't, things seem to unravel quickly. <laughs> so, you know, but I understand the multitasking thing. And I'm actually trying to train myself. I trained myself how to multitask. And now I'm trying to retrain myself to not multitask. Yeah, well, we were taught it was a thing to do, right? Yes. But it's really yeah. bad. It's so bad for our brains. We lose so much productivity. And it just, it's a big time waster when you're shifting gears, you know? Yes. Um, from yeah. thing to thing and you never really get a sense of accomplishment because you're always in the middle of everything and you've not completed anything. It's very so, exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you also help, uh, moms starting their own businesses. Um, yeah, a lot of my followers and clients are moms like me who are looking to maybe get out of the role that they were in or are starting to realize that there's a lot of different ways to make money and um, to be able to have the, the time freedom that they're looking for. They are interested in starting their own business. I find that a lot of the people who are drawn to my work are people who are interested in personal development and growth and, and they just feel this big pull or push to take autonomy. And that also includes their careers. So I do a lot of work helping different types of businesses get off the ground. I'm actually in um, my nine to five job. I do digital marketing. So I'm able to lend a really interesting perspective to sort of these, these new entrepreneurs who are also moms um, who are trying to get their message out there in a really busy digital space. Um, and I find a lot of the time it's less about the logistics of helping them get their business set up and much more about the, mindset behind being an entrepreneur, being your own boss, managing your time, setting your goals and your expectations, and how to how to keep it all together when you're also running a family. Right. Because when you're at home, especially when you're working for yourself, things can like mix in and overlap. And that's when we see the guilt and that's where we see the like comparison come in and all of those really nasty um obstacles that challenge us. So very true. Uh, I've struggled with that <laughs> in the past. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm sure that all moms <laughs> it's super do. super common. Yes. <laughs> um, do you have any advice that you would like to offer to help them balance their, um, like their business journey with their parenting responsibilities? Yeah, my biggest advice is always take small steps because we never, we never need to know the full picture. And even if we have this wonderfully clear goal in our mind. It's never going to unfold in the exact way that we want it to, or that we expect it to, or, um, or anything really that we have, we have much less control, I think, than we, than we think. So only focusing on the next right step and trusting your intuition to know what that is. And just trusting that things are going to unfold as long as you put the work in you keep at it and you surrender the timeline. That's sort of the the biggest advice I can give people because I know when I first started, um, specifically when I first started, my re I had a retail store. That was my first journey in, into entrepreneurship. And it 
felt like I wanted to be at a, a quick, I wanted to quickly accelerate the business faster than um, made sense. You have to go through all of the stages, right? You need to learn as you go and you need to grow slowly. And um, there's a natural rhythm to it. And I find that self-starters and go-getters and the entrepreneurship type of mentality, we want everything fast, especially now in this digital world, right? The generations are used to having, you know, instant gratification and we get really disappointed in ourselves if things don't go at the pace that we've decided we want them to go at, but we forget that the universe has the plan sort of set for us and is supporting us in all of the ways that are maybe unseen sometimes and unrecognized. So taking small steps and just surrendering the outcome, but continuing to do the work is the the way that you're going to succeed and you really can't fail if you do those three things. That is wonderful. It is so true. And it is, it's mm-hmm. one of those things, um, you know, I, I'm a fire sign, so I have this uh, need to get things done yesterday. And I try to balance that because it's like, okay, I'm not seeing enough progress. Maybe I should just drop it. <laughs> you know, right. and um, the small steps, you know, I'm, I'm starting to learn how to take small steps with great intention, you know, just, yes. you know, each step, just make sure that I have the intention in each step. So I completely understand mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And if you do that, and if you celebrate yourself, then you get this wonderful momentum and you build the confidence and then everything snowballs from there, right? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, Could you recommend some practical ways for moms to incorporate uh, gratitude, mindfulness, and meditation practices into their daily routine? Yeah, absolutely. Um, First, first I'll speak to meditation because I think that that's something that's, um, you know, maybe misunderstood or or uh, misinterpreted sometimes. It doesn't have to be 20 minutes of absolute quiet, right? right? It's wonderful if you can get that, but... I do meditations many times throughout the day in just the form of even deep breathing and getting centered and really just checking in with myself. Um, so if it feels overwhelming to try to try to carve time out of your day to do it, it doesn't have to be that way. You can just take some time or um, I love to do a guided hypnosis or a guided meditation when I'm falling asleep because your subconscious mind is still taking it in, but you can just sleep, right? right. So um, that's wonderful. But for gratitude and mindfulness, something that I really love to do, I don't have a name for this practice and I'm trying to figure one out, um, but the best I can describe it is like a verbal journaling. And I do this every day on my way to work. I have like a 45 minute commute and I, st- and I speak out loud. I find for me personally, that's really powerful to have the vibration of the voice and the sound. Um, and I process when I hear. I'm an auditory processor. So um, having that verbal is really important for me, but you could totally do it in your head. You know, nobody needs to know you're doing it. And um, the steps are simple. You start by just connecting um, to yourself and getting grounded in whatever way that that makes sense for you. I like to call in my guides to be with me on the, on the um, 45 minutes that I do this. And I start by being grateful, um, saying some things that I'm grateful for. Um, I dive into doing a little bit of manifesting in terms of what I'm working towards. And then I finish off with some affirmations. Um, I have several that I'll cycle through and, you know, sometimes it's only 10 minutes of the drive. Sometimes it's half an hour of the drive, but I stop whenever I feel 
sort of like full up, like a cork rising, you know? Um, and, uh, so I find that practice to be really helpful and grounding it. It is very, it's a great way to work it all in You're driving anyways. Um, and there's so many things about putting it all together and doing it out loud and just continuing to do it every day. I look forward to doing it because I know that when I'm done, if it's 10 minutes or half hour, I feel filled up and ready to take on the day. That is wonderful. I love how you do that in the morning. That's such a perfect way to start your day. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Um, meditation. I, I love because I generally just, I don't take the, I don't really, the, the silence thing. I haven't had much of a chance to experience that. I can't even, I remember when I first started trying to meditate and people were like 20 minutes of silence. And I'm like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> No, you know, um, a lot of times my son and it was like the more I would relax, the more uh, likely my son was to start stemming or do something else that was just not okay. So, it was, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm glad that you said that, you know, it's, you don't need 20 minutes of silence and meditation. For me, I use different ways of meditating. You know, um, I would like notice when I was doing dishes as like an active meditation, I would just be very Mm -hmm. aware and present and in the moment. So everything I was doing, like I would notice this scent of the dish soap, um, the feel of it in on my hands as I was washing the dishes and, um, or, you know, even when I was vacuuming, just, just very aware of everything and used, um, my housework and other things as a form of meditation to help you know, um, and by doing that, I was able to connect with my guides and, um, hear my intuition better. Yeah, absolutely. Anything you can do to get quiet and clear the noise from your head. Yes. That's when all the magic happens. Definitely. So, um, it has been absolutely wonderful talking to you today. Thank you so much for being with us. Do you have anything else that you would like to uh, share with our listeners before we go? Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, the last thing that feels important to share today is just that it's okay to ask for help as you go through this crazy journey Most too. Definitely. It's not, <laughs> man, it's not appropriate to expect that you can do everything by yourself. And I heard a really great quote recently that I'll share with you. I think it was, oh, I know who it was. It was Glennon Doyle. I was, re- I was listening to her book, Untamed. And she had a quote that stuck with me so strongly in that our children don't need a martyr. They need a model or something like that. Like the goal of motherhood should not be to be a martyr, but rather to be a model. And to me, that really just means like you're no one, you're not getting extra points for killing yourself, doing it all and making it hard. You're getting extra points for showing your kids that it's okay to ask for help, that everyone has limitations and to model how you deal with when things get overwhelming, you know, and just to be really um, upfront and honest about that, because uh, I know me personally, I got really, uh, I got into a really bad way before I was able to ask for help. Um, and it gets harder the longer you wait. So, so that's what feels important to share. So very true. And I um, actually would, I would get like physically ill um, if I overdid, you know, and I, I could start seeing those moments. And then um, you, because sometimes, you don't have 
the support that you need because people don't really realize just how desperate you are for support. And those are the times where you do need to stop and say, hey, I need help. And then clearly tell them what you need help with because they sometimes they just really don't understand. So I agree. It is very important to ask for help, but make sure that when you're doing it, you're doing it from you're doing it clearly and concisely so that they can actually truly help you. <laughs> exactly. If you need someone to cook dinner for you, ask them to bring you dinner. Exactly. You know, if you need some time away from your baby, ask them to hold your baby while you go shower. Yes. Super specific. It's really good. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being with us. And um, I hope to have you again maybe sometime soon. Um, and Absolutely. good luck with your book. Uh, we look forward to, to seeing it in print. <laughs> thank you. I will definitely keep you updated. I really appreciate all the opportunity. And it's been a gift to chat with you today. Wonderful.